Hey guys, this is Vanessa Dyer, and I'm the Charlotte, North Carolina-based lifestyle blogger behind thecheekybean.com. With several successful years as a business owner, a first-time mom, and a deep passion for health and wellness, I'm here to share my honest, unfiltered advice on all things motherhood, relationships, travel, and more. So grab a coffee and join the conversation. This is the Cheeky Bean Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Cheeky Bean Podcast. I am so excited because today we are talking about how I lost the pregnancy weight. Okay, so this has been one of the most frequently asked questions on Instagram. So I'm really excited to dive into all the details today. But I did want to start off by saying that this absolutely did not happen overnight. I gained 40 pounds with Liam and it took me seven months to lose the weight. But then even once the weight came off, I still looked completely different than my pre-pregnancy body. My body was just still really soft. I had lost a lot of the muscle I worked for years to build because I just wasn't lifting the same while I was pregnant and my skin was looser and everything just looked kind of sad if I'm being honest. So while this podcast is intended to be helpful, I do want you guys to know that this is what worked for me. And what works for me may not necessarily work for you, and that's okay. I'm sharing my journey, and that's not necessarily a one-size-fits-all type of thing. Because the reality is that there are so many different factors that influence our postpartum recovery journey. Things like your fitness levels pre and during pregnancy, genetics play a massive role in it, your birth experience and any complications that maybe you did or didn't have. So take what I say and what my journey is like and implement the things that you like from it, but... Just don't view it as like the holy grail or the Bible of postpartum recovery. All right, so with that said, let's kick it off. I am actually going to back up to pre-pregnancy. So I talked about this on social media while it was going on. So if you have been around for a minute, you may be familiar with the story. But prior to getting pregnant, I really struggled with my hormones. I was bloated all the time. I had a ton of inflammation going on, could not lose weight, and I felt tired every day at 3 o'clock. And my skin was breaking out around my chin constantly. So I knew that something was off. I was doing everything right in terms of eating healthy, moving every day, and generally taking good care of myself. But I just felt off. So this was going on for like a year. My OB kind of wrote it off when I brought it up at an appointment that I thought my hormones were off. So I decided to do a little research and I came across a woman named Raya Pachin. Raya is actually a functional nutrition specialist who came highly recommended to me for hormone and gut health imbalances. I loved that she took a natural approach to her practice, so I made an appointment, and it wasn't covered by insurance, so just note that it is a little bit expensive, but I go in, I explain what's going on, and we test my hormones, my gut, my thyroid levels, and then from that, we found out that I actually had low thyroid, estrogen dominance, and a bacterial overgrowth in my gut. Okay, so you guys are probably like, Vanessa, what does this have to do with losing the pregnancy weight? I'm bringing this up because I've talked to so many people who, like me, are doing everything right, but they cannot drop the baby weight. So if that's you, I would strongly suggest getting your hormones checked. It's so frustrating to me that after you have a baby, this isn't part of the routine practice in women's health because it's such a vital piece to the overall puzzle. And even though mine was pre-pregnancy, pregnancy can change so much about the woman's body, the hormones specifically. So if you've tried everything else and it's not working, then I would definitely strongly suggest looking into these types of things. Okay, so back to Raya. She suggested that I have a colonoscopy done for the bacterial overgrowth. And I'm thinking, a colonoscopy? I'm 28. 
But I trusted her because she actually was somebody who finally listened to me. So I took her advice and sure enough, they were able to confirm that I did indeed have a bacterial overgrowth. So from there, I was put on an herbal supplement regimen to balance everything out. At first, it made me feel awful. I couldn't sleep. I was sweating. I had a horrible headache. I felt super nauseated. So I call Raya and I'm immediately like, is this normal? What is happening to me? And she says, no, suggest cutting the dosage in half and then seeing what happens and reporting back. That seemed to fix it. So for the next three months, I go through this plan that her and I created. And a month after I finish everything, I get pregnant. So I wholeheartedly believe that this was the foundation for being able to get pregnant. Okay, so fast forward. I have Liam in January of 2021. I get cleared to work out mid-February, and the first thing that I started doing to lose the pregnancy weight was cardio. So we have a Peloton at home, and while Liam would nap, I would make a conscious effort to get on the bike. I started with like just really slow 15-minute pop rides followed by a 10-minute cool-down ride, and then I would get off and work in some arm and shoulder strength classes from the app, which by the way, if you guys don't have the app, you don't need to have a bike to have it. It's great. I love it. You just pay a monthly subscription. Highly recommend. I knew I needed to work my way back into more intense workouts, but I was running on little sleep. Hello, new mom life. Hadn't worked out in six weeks, and I also wanted to just give my body the proper chance to adjust that it needed, so I made sure that I wasn't overdoing it from the start. And then as my stamina built back up, I increased my ride time to 20 and 30-minute rides with longer strength classes behind that. And the reason why I started with riding was because it's the easiest form of cardio, in my opinion on my body. So it's low impact, it's easy on your joints, and my body had just gone through major trauma. So I wanted to be gentle. And then looking back at my app, I just started with three to four days a week of this. So nothing crazy. I needed to set myself up for success. And I didn't want to place a ton of pressure on myself to get back to five days a week in the gym until I really felt ready for that. Then at the end of March, so almost three months postpartum, I did my very first walk run. I documented it on stories. It was not pretty, but it took me a long time to feel comfortable running again because the pounding on the pavement and then adding breastfeeding and having very full boobs all the time just did not have me chomping at the bit to get back to it. But the weather in Charlotte is really nice this time of year. So being able to get out of the house for a bit was also really great for me mentally. I went through a period of time between February and March where I experienced the baby blues for a little while. um, And this really helped me. So anytime I would feel a wave of sadness come over me, I would either strap Liam to my chest and go for a long walk with him, or I'd put him in the stroller and go for a little walk run, which again, the Peloton app has guided walk run classes. And that is what I did. So this was also just such a great form of physical activity because I could take Liam with me and I didn't need to work around that nap schedule. So if you can get 30 to 45 minutes a day of physical activity, whatever that looks like, it could be walking with the stroller, it could be hopping on the Peloton bike for a quick ride, it helps a lot. Moving your body is definitely key. And then side note, my mother-in-law swears that fresh air helps babies sleep longer. So if you're in the thick of the no sleep phase, (laughs) that is an added bonus. The second thing I did, and arguably probably the most beneficial tip I have for you guys is accountability. 
this is kind of a two-part thing for me. So one being that I thrive off of an accountability partner. I have worked out with my girlfriend, Meryl, every morning for years at the Y. You guys have all seen her on Instagram. Super cute. Shout out to Meryl. Um, we typically get to the gym between 6.30 and 7.15 in the mornings, depending on our schedules that day. And then we start with 20 minutes of cardio followed by a weight program. I absolutely love Jordan Edwards fitness programs. I have a whole blog post on that. You can also find her on Instagram at JordanKE. And she is currently pregnant with her first baby. So if you're looking for somebody else to follow, she's a great follow not only for her fitness tips, but I am sure she's going to share about her postpartum journey as well. But the reason why I like following a specific program at the gym is because it cuts down on all that like, hmm, what should I do at the gym today thing? And in my opinion, that wastes a lot of time. So Jordan's programs will actually break each day down into muscle groups, and then it tells you what exercise to do and how many reps to do of each exercise. So you're going into the gym with a clear plan in place each day, which optimizes not only your time, but also your results, which when you have a baby is essential. Nobody has time to be spending two hours in the gym figuring out what the heck you're going to do that day to get the best possible results. Now, if you don't have someone you can use as an accountability partner, then try signing up for a group fitness class. I go to Barry's sometimes, and I know if I sign up for Barry's and pay $29, I am going to that class. Um, so if you, and then the best thing, if you have the means to do this, which also makes a great push present, ladies, um, hiring a personal trainer is ultimately the best accountability partner that you can have. The second part to this tip is knowing what time you are most likely to work out. For me, uh, that means I need to go first thing in the morning before Liam wakes up. If I wait until the day gets started, I always end up getting busy. I make 50 excuses about why I can't go. Things pop up during the time I had planned to work out. Or, I mean, being a new mom, I just get tired and I don't feel like it anymore. So once I went back to work and I had a predictable schedule again, I went back to working out early in the mornings. Does it suck waking up early sometimes? Absolutely, especially when you're not getting that much sleep. Am I tired because Liam didn't sleep great during the night sometimes? A hundred percent. But I'm always happy that I went to the gym. Half the battle is getting there and I always feel so much better once I've left. So if you can remind yourself of that when your alarm is going off and you're struggling to get up, it makes it so much easier. Tip number three. Okay, so this one is food related. I breastfed for almost four months and I felt like I had a freaking hollow leg the entire time. I wasn't ever super focused on calorie counting or tracking macros because I wanted to make sure that I was fueling my body so that it could produce enough milk to feed my son, but I did focus on making healthy choices. So I've done enough research and homework and macro tracking in my lifetime that I now just eat intuitively and that works for me. But if you don't have any experience with this, I would highly recommend downloading the MyFitnessPal app. I pay for the upgraded version and also recommend doing that. And then try tracking your macros. You can go online, go to Google, and then just type in macro calculator. And it will ask you some questions about your body type, how active you are, etc. And then it'll spit out numbers. And those numbers are what you use in MyFitnessPal as your daily goal. So it's essentially a digital food diary. That will give you a clear picture on whether you're over or under eating. And I honestly think that the biggest eye-opener for most people is that their portion sizes are way too big. If you're going to do Jordan's programs, her programs also come with a meal plan if you need ideas for healthy recipes. We just use the Skinny Taste Cookbook for dinner recipes every night. 
as a new mom, I didn't have a ton of time to put into cooking and it took me a long time to figure out how to go through the nighttime routine with Liam and cook a meal for my family. And her meals are not anything elaborate, but they are healthy and typically take under 30 minutes to cook. Um, I would say definitely beginner level recipes. Anyone can make them. So check that out as well. I got that on Amazon. But food is going to be 80% of losing the baby weight. The other 20% is working out. So I don't stress myself out over food. I'm pretty boring with it. I'm very regimented, but I also don't restrict anything. I just take the mentality of everything in moderation. If I want a piece of chocolate, I have a piece of chocolate, not the whole bar, a piece. Or if my sweet tooth is going crazy, I'll make my energy ball recipes, which you can also find on my blog. And that always does the trick too. All right, the next thing I want to talk about is sleep. And I know people are going to think that it's crazy that I attribute something like sleep to weight loss, but hear me out. Back when I first went to see Raya about my hormones, she told me that I needed to back off the HIIT workouts and that I also wasn't getting nearly enough sleep, which was six hours a night at the time. She said that all of these things cause your cortisol levels to spike. So to be honest, when she's telling me these things, I'm like, this woman is crazy. I am not backing off my workouts. I was already struggling to lose weight. So that felt like such counterintuitive advice. But after I had Liam, that's exactly the approach I I took naturally. I kind of fell into it. And I'm now smaller than I've been in many years. So in terms of my nighttime routine, I have completely prioritized sleep. I consistently get in bed shortly after Liam goes to bed, which is around 7.30. I turn off all of the blaring lights and just use the lamp on our nightstand. And then I'll usually watch an episode or two of a show and I go to sleep between 9.30 and 10 o'clock, which gives me a solid eight-hour night, which for me is that is when I feel my best. But I feel like so many people talk about how they can't fall asleep until late at night, <clears throat> my husband, or they just can't stay asleep. And I would urge you to look at what your nighttime routine is. If this is you, what are you doing before you try to fall asleep? Are you on your phone in bed? Are you on your computer in bed? Are you doing things that stimulate you like drinking caffeinated beverages too late in the day? If so, that's probably why you're struggling to fall asleep or stay asleep. And then also an FYI, I didn't know this for a while, but working out at night is a stimulant and can also be a reason for not being able to fall asleep earlier. So if I work out anytime in the afternoon, like four o'clock or later, I absolutely cannot get to sleep before midnight. Piggybacking off my nighttime routine, something else that I think helped a lot was walking. So as soon as spring hit here, which is like March in Charlotte, Shane and I started taking Liam for a walk right after work. So 5, 5.15, uh, Shane was working from home. So we were both at home. And Liam loves the stroller. And we also live in a really family-friendly, walkable neighborhood. So we have a loop that we do regularly that's about 35 minutes long. But that's 35 extra minutes of moving a day that didn't feel like work. It wasn't raising my cortisol level. It gives us a chance to get outside, a chance to move our bodies, a chance to talk about the day, and bonus points because it also gets your circadian rhythm flowing right before bed. Whew, lordy, if you've made it through this whole episode, props to you because I know there is a lot of information in this, but I wanted to make sure that I cover the entire picture of all the things that led me to where I am physically and honestly mentally too because there isn't just one magic formula that, that led me to where I am today. It's all the tiny little details that play a role in the whole journey. It takes a lot of work 
a lot of effort, dedication, and it absolutely is not easy. But keep in mind, it took us nine months to grow human life and then your body goes through crazy trauma. So it is totally normal for you to take that long, at least in my opinion, to regain the body that you had prior to pregnancy. And if it never looks the same, that's okay too. You birth a human being. And I think we all owe it to ourselves to give more grace. I think we all should change the standard of, you know, I didn't snap back at the six-week appointment or whatever people say. But at the end of the day, I think the key takeaway here is that your health is the most important thing that you have. And if you aren't healthy, you can't take care of anybody else. Can't take care of your husband. You can't take care of your baby. So prioritizing yourself should be of utmost importance. And I promise you, if you stay consistent for however long it takes your body to readjust, it will happen for you. But people want instant gratification and people want things to happen overnight. And it just doesn't work like that. So stay positive, stay motivated, and remember that your health is the most important thing and you will get there. I know the entire podcast is about how I lost the pregnancy weight, but I also want to mention that eating healthy and working out are a lifestyle for me. If you've been around for a little while, that shouldn't be new news to you. I post about working out all the time. I post healthy recipes on my Instagram stories regularly, but I'm here to say that If you make this a part of your lifestyle, it takes the thought and the work and the effort out of it. I have become so ingrained in that this is my life and this is just how we do things that it doesn't feel like a chore anymore. I actually thoroughly enjoy it and I feel my best when I work out every day and when I eat healthy. Sure, we go on vacation and we're gone for seven days and I eat like crap the entire seven days and I maybe only get two half-assed workouts in. But at the end of that, I always feel gross and I'm always so ready to get back into the gym and get back home and into my normal routine because that is the lifestyle that I have created for myself. And in the long run, I think it also helped me lose the pregnancy weight quicker than I thought I would, to be honest, because I was fit before I got pregnant. I took care of myself while I was pregnant. And then after I was pregnant, I went right back into that lifestyle, or actually I never really left the lifestyle, but my body just readjusted quicker because I was already used to that. So I guess I'm here to say, if you can make it a a habit, it takes 21 days to build a habit, then, and you want more kids, it will make life so much easier postpartum for you with the next baby if you already take care of yourself in that manner. With that, thank you for listening. Hopefully it wasn't too overwhelming. And let me know what you'd want me to talk about next on my latest Instagram at the Cheeky Bean. The Cheeky Bean is spelled T-H-E-C-H-E-E-K-Y-B-E-E-N. And as always, I would love it if you could rate and review the podcast.